thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. <laughs> Did I sound a bit excited then? You sound very yeah. excited. <laughs> and and I'm a- Brandon Bays. <laughs> oh, oh, no, oh my God. And the crowd goes wild. <sighs> <laughs> today listeners so I just want to prepare you all this is going to be a very deep dive down the rabbit hole and for those of you guys who love it when I kind of go off on a tangent you ain't seen nothing yet today's the day where Brandon Bays you know uh, I just I, I really want to kind of give away all of your magic but I won't Brandon Bays and I did a podcast back in 2014 on Karen's Couch so go back and have a look at that um, it's a video podcast and although I do remember we had some technical issues with that one. So I think half of that's video and half of it landed up being audio. Either way, it's a fantastic um, introduction if you haven't already got a, a, an understanding of who a beautiful guest is today. Go back and have a listen to that podcast. But then also, you know, with this podcast today, I really feel like we're about to open hearts and inspire minds with the message that is so unique to Brandon Bays and her creation of the journey intensive, which we are definitely going to tell you guys how you can attend. I personally will be attending. So um, we're going to share with you how you guys can attend Brandon Bays um, journey intensive. We'll definitely do that before we close off the podcast today. So make sure that you listen all the way to the end so that you can get all of the um, details and how you can access a discount, how you can get some really great um, incentives to to take your journey further with Brandon. Anyway, this is enough for me. Welcome to the podcast, Brandon Bays. Thank you for being a part of today's show with us. We are so excited to have you here. I am so delighted and so wonderful both to have to see you all again and to just connect up and I cannot tell you how thrilled I am to be coming <laughs> back to Australia. I was just giving a an eight day life transformation week in Holland two days ago and I got on a plane and flew to I'm in Bali right now and and the whole time during Life Transformation Week, there were uh, five Aussies there. And it seemed like every time I was telling a powerful story of healing or liberation, it was always about some Aussie. And it got to a point where, well, when I was in Byron Bay, when I was in Goldie, when I was in Brizzy, when I was in Melbourne, you know, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> it became a mantra that uh, – I would start, well, when I was, and the whole audience, you know, would say, in Australia. Oh, you know. that's great. <laughs> so Australia was definitely there with us. And, and I, I, I'm so thrilled to be returning, to be giving the journey intensive in both the Gold Coast and in Sydney. And how long has it actually been since you've been in Australia? 
Well, I was there uh, last uh, January, February, and wow. left just at the beginning of March. And um, But I haven't been giving the journey intensive myself for some years because right now the journey's in uh, 49 countries, and it's translated into 29 languages. And so I'm just on a world tour all the time, traveling from country to country to country. And so I was leaving that to presenters. And then it was about two years ago when I went to Byron Bay, and I've always felt that that was my spiritual home. And I just finally said, you know, this is where I want to lay my bones. You know, when it comes time that I... I finally, I, I can't imagine retiring, but if it ever comes time where I want to really hang out and slow down my life a bit, you know, I'm 65 now, so one does think about that, you know, when one's 80 years old and 90 years old, where does one want to be? And it's truly, I feel that Byron Bay is my spiritual home. So I decided to re invest my time back into Australia again and so that I can be on tour there for about four months out of a year and so reconnect with everyone and deepen in our journeys together and so uh, this coming during August is uh, I mean during I'll be there in September is the beginning of my new commitment to invest in Australia again and begin doing them the journey intensives myself instead of just presenters giving them. So this is a, 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 a new beginning for me. Brendan, I was wondering, I know a lot of people will be very familiar with you and your work and of course the journey, but I'm wondering if you could just take us back and share with us your story and how you came to creating the work that you do with the journey and exactly what it's all about. Could you do that for us? Yes, I'll try to make it really brief because I think most people have heard it over and again. (laughs) And, um, you know, when I was 39 years old and I was already in the health field, Kim, and, and what happened was I ended up being diagnosed with what turned out to be a basketball sized tumor. And it really set me reeling because I was certified in so many different areas of complementary medicine and alternative health. And I'd gotten, you know, all the accreditations, diploma, and not only that, I was living, breathing the work, you know, really walking my talk. And so it was the last thing I ever expected to have happen. And it really sent me reeling and catapulted me on a a very powerful, radical, life-changing healing journey. And part of the healing journey lay in me uncovering my own healing journey, meaning I I found a way for all of us to get access to the infinite intelligence inside of us, the part of us that makes our heart beat and our eyes shine and our hair grow and that makes the cells replicate. And at that deepest level of being, at the level of the soul, I found a way for all of us to go on a guided journey inside the body to uncover what are called cell memories. And what science knows about emotions is this, is that when you feel a strong emotion and you repress it, you deny it, you sweep it under the carpet, you pretend it's not there, you distract yourself from it. In that moment that you suppress it, 
it releases into the bloodstream a quantifiable biochemistry, which will go to certain cell receptors and block them, rendering those cells incapable of communicating with the rest of the cells in the body. And if, if over time illness happens, it tends to happen where the cells are blocked. And conversely, what's also known to be true about emotions is, is that when we feel them freely and naturally, just naturally like a child does, our cell receptors remain open. So in my own uh, healing journey where I healed from that basketball-sized tumor in only six and a half weeks' time, part of my healing journey really lay in getting access to those cell receptors, to the cell memories, and going through quite a profound process of release, letting go, understanding what had taken place with me in my life, and ultimately forgiveness. And something quite profound happened when I forgave. It's like I let go of my whole story of pain. And so when the new cells were born, they were born devoid of that old consciousness, that old cell memory, that old pain as new regenerative cells. And so, you know, here we are. I, uh, you know, that was when I'm 39 years old and, you know, I'm now 65 years old. And so the journey, of course, over the years, I've seen what works and I've also seen what doesn't work. And it's in, evolved and grown organically. And it really gives you the tools in a very practical, grounded way to undergo your own spiritual journey, your own emotional journey, your own physical journey, and get access to what's stored inside of you and really go through your own radical process of clearing, understanding, releasing forgiveness so the body and the heart and the being can heal. And so now these days I'm working with medical doctors and with, you know, psychiatrists or people from all walks of life that will use this work to get to the emotional root cause of what has put their illness in place or their emotional blocks in place. And so I'm always saying to people, no one can tell you what your healing journey is, that part of you undergoing your own healing journey is to find out your own truth and go through your own process of understanding and release and letting go so the body and the being can heal. So that's in a nutshell. <laughs> Even just your voice is just so mesmerizing just listening to you. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, my God. That, you know, I've been traveling for 24 hours and have massive jet lag since I flew from uh, Holland to to Bali. And uh, so I'm, I'm glad to hear. <laughs> oh, my goodness yeah. me. I remember, I remember seeing you about 15 years ago in Sydney. And I remember you meditating and I think it was at the Sydney Entertainment Centre perhaps and you were sitting on the stage and you went into a meditation and, you you know, it was almost like the whole place just lit up around you. It was absolutely spectacular and you had this smile on your face the whole time that you, you were meditating. It was amazing, just, just amazing. And your story of 
healing and recognizing the need to go inside to, 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 to heal yourself, I think is a really brave and a very um, courageous step to take, which I'm fascinated to explore with you a little bit before we go on to some of the more, um, you know, the spiritual side of things. I'm fascinated to explore that because no doubt you would have had a lot of people that had a lot of opinions about the steps that you should take to heal that tumour. And I know a lot of our listeners who have their own personal um, illnesses or, you know, uh, uh, for want you know, for want of a better word, they're, they're struggling with their own well-being. In, 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 in a society right now that is very dictatorial in terms of how we keep ourselves well with vaccinations and, you know, the, the, there's lots of very strong opinions. And I, I, please, listeners, I'm not making any statement about vaccinations. I just happen to have mentioned that. But it's just we have a lot of very strong opinions about how and what we should do. Absolutely. Absolutely. How did you manage your journey through the opinions of others to stand so steadfast in developing the journey as a way to heal? Do you know, uh, Karen, what happened was is, is that I went to a surgeon who also practices what is called integrative medicine. So... She not only practiced orthodox medicine, and this is what I do till this day. So, for instance, um, a year and a half ago, I was diagnosed with very virulent Lyme disease. I got a tick bite in Romania, and by September, that was in June, and by September, I was uh, feeling like I was dying inside, and I had no idea what had happened. And And, uh, uh, I find I, I take myself to a integrative medical doctor and have all the blood tests done and and also they are then able to also recommend for you both a complementary style or if you want to go the orthodox way and so i always tell people you need to follow what your own truth inside you says so, for instance, I was seeing uh, last December, I went to the Integrative Medical Clinic in, in Byron Bay. And by the way, I'm cleared from Lyme, as both oh. through the journey and, and also through uh, on, on a very strong, complementary, natural protocol that was very intense. But um, needless to say, uh, when I first went to the surgeon, her first recommendation because of the size of the tumor and because it was crushing all my organs, she said that you're bleeding internally and you need to get into hospital today and I can't even be the one to surgically remove it for you. You're going to have to take whoever you can get. And I said, please, I'm in the complementary medical field. If I can get the bleeding to stop through some way, how much time could you give me? And she said, she said, well, I'm in the complementary medical field too. And she said, but Brandon, look at all these books with all the case studies of women who have had tumors the size of yours. Not one of them has been successful in healing themselves without surgical intervention. 
And she said, so though I may wish you well, you need to get real. And I said, listen, I'm trained in medical hypnosis, NLP. I'm a kinesiologist. I'm a master herbalist, a homeopathist. You know, if through one of uh, my, you know, techniques, I can get the bleeding to stop, how much time could you give me? And she said, well, if you can honestly get the bleeding to stop over the next three days, then I will give you a month to give it your best shot. But if you are not significantly healed in a month's time, then you need to come back here and let me know uh, and, and let me do what I know how to do. And the truth of the matter is, Karen, is that I, I, mean, I, mean, I was I in, in that uh, medical you know, clinic with this famous surgeon Mm. And I was also with my best friend, and I'd just been given this small window of time. And I walked out of the door, and I mean, I was shaking like a leaf. It was quite a prognosis to get. Absolutely. Yeah, and and I was holding my best girlfriend's hand. And I got to tell you, I may have been in the health field my whole adult life, and certified in so many different areas, but I got to tell you, I was shaking with fear because I already was living, breathing, doing everything that I believed in, and I still got in. Got I still got, got Ill. ill. Yeah. yeah, and it was almost as if my body and my soul were saying, "Okay, you're going to have to go beyond." what's available in our time because I was at the cutting edge of all the work that was going on at that time. And so it was quite uh, a powerful and radical prayer I was putting out that somehow, even though there was no method out there, I would be guided to uncover what was stored inside that tumor and somehow release what was stored there, and so that when new cells were born, they were born devoid of that old consciousness. And the most extraordinary thing happened when I stepped out of that doctor's office and my heart was thumping through the roof and my mind was going a million miles a minute. I stepped out and I looked in there in front of me was a mimosa tree. And it was a tree I hadn't even noticed going in. And it had beautiful golden blossoms that looked like golden rain. Rain, And when I looked up at that tree, I was absolutely arrested, stopped in awe of this beauty of this tree. And my racing thinking mind began to wind down and my breath began to slow down and my heart began to slow down. And I had what is called a Sartori moment where time just stopped. And out of nowhere, waves of gratitude came flooding. 
And there was just so much overwhelming gratitude just to see this beautiful tree and to smell a fragrance I hadn't even noticed going in. And in the stillness of that gratitude, out of nowhere came a gut knowing that somehow I would be guided to heal. And even though I didn't have a clue how that would be, because I was already at the cutting edge of what was available in our time, I was really so grateful for that healing center that I used to work in in New York City, my hometown. And I'd seen people who the medical field had given up on, who had healed against the odds. And I thought, even if only one person has healed cellularly, and I've seen it, it means it's possible for our human bodies, for our human anatomy. And so the people who healed in New York City were an inspiration for me. But you're right. I didn't tell anyone about what was going on with me except seven people who, I, who were friends and loved ones closest to me who were already in this field and knew it was possible to heal. And even though I didn't know how that would be, they kept reaffirming. They kept saying to me, Brandon, you're going to get this handled. Somehow, you're going to get this handled. So I didn't tell my mother. I didn't tell my family. I just, I didn't want to invite all their fear into what for me was this, you know, courageous leap of faith I was taking that somehow I would be guided by grace to uncover what was stored inside that tumor and get to the emotional root cause of what had co-created that tumor. And so, yes, it's, I, I surrounded myself with people who supported me. And it was quite a radical journey. Of course, people can read all about that in, in when they get the journey book. But it's, they go on the journey with me as the, the process itself is literally birthing itself through my own direct living experience. So, yes, I, it's, it's an odd thing because the very first places that I actually ended up giving introductory seminars were in Britain, where I ended up moving after I uh, healed in California. And I just went from one cancer center to the other because I never told people not to get chemotherapy, not to get an operation. As a matter of fact, in the beginning, people were taking, the nurses were using the book and the process work is at the back of the book. And they were actually reading the journey to people while they were having intravenous chemotherapy. And so I, you know, I always told them, you know, follow what your own truth tells you, what you, you and your doctor feel is right for you. The journey can actually help you get to the emotional root cause and follow where you feel is the right healing path for you. 
And so this is why doctors have been so embracing of the journey is because I never, ever tell, I still go to doctors. I get all the tests done every year. As a matter of fact, I had a scuba diving accident in Byron Bay and I got rushed to the hospital. And of course they put oxygen mask on my face. And the doctor who looked me in the eyes, he was um, dressed in surfer dude shorts and a surfing shirt. He must've just come in to right there, you know, that little hospital that was there in Byron Bay. And he's, he looked at my face and he said, oh my God, you're Brandon Bays. And I said, I'm, you know, I might know an oxygen mask. And he says, and I said, yeah. He said, um, you know what? I keep stacks of your books in my private uh, clinic. And someone keeps coming to me with migraines or coming to me with colds. I, he says, I know not everything can be fixed with a pill. I kind of believe that there's probably something going on at home. And though I've never done the journey myself, I just give him the book and say, you know what? Read this book. Do the process at the back of the book. See if that will help you with this recurring chronic illness that you've got. And it might help you get to the emotional root cause. And I said to him, oh, thank you very much, you know, as I'm breathing into the, into the oxygen mask. So it's, it's been kind of a wonderful journey for me, truthfully, because I, I love working with the medical field. I train medical doctors. There are whole bunches of medical doctors who practice in integrative met medicine. And even I have to tell you something, uh, you may not know this, but the Center for Disease Control which is probably the most powerful medical organization in the world, it's, it says that on its website that they believe that approximately 85% of all illness has an emotional basis. And so, of course, the medical field, at least I was talking current medicine, not old school medicine, but current medicine, are grateful for the work out there that is offering uh, an emotional uh, corollary so that they can carry out doing the physical things that they're doing whilst a patient can get the emotional support that the patient needs. So, uh, you still there? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just didn't know because I, I know I didn't take a breath and you probably couldn't say anything, you know. So anyway. I, like, I find this um, fascinating. My dad, he's 90 this year, and he says nothing happens in the body before it happens in the brain or in the mind. He must say that 10 times a day to his patients he's still practicing as a chiropractor. But he was unable to help, you know, my mom, and he was unable to help my sister. They both passed away. Um, 12 years ago, five months apart. Wow. Yeah, but I, I, I think my mum died of grief. <laughs> and I think my sister, as she always said, everybody commits suicide, Cindy. It just depends what rate you do it at. And I think she just made that decision to do it at a slow rate. I don't know. You know, I, I'm listening to you and, um, I, I, you know, if we really look deep in our hearts, we can probably understand what has been happening in the life of of somebody and um and when they get that disease process um you kind of go oh yeah yeah so it's so true it's so true and there's some uh i think in the book medicine and miracles i'm not sure if it's that one 
they talk about grief being a, a big um, catalyst, specifically in women for breast cancer. And I don't know what your mom died of. What did she end up? Uh, you said it was a you know took her body time. Mm, um, that was my sister. That took her time. She died. Uh, she was diagnosed with CREST, which is an acronym for five autoimmune immune diseases, and she took twenty years to die. Um, but her eventual thing that got her was um, esophageal cancer. So she had esophagitis and then got esophageal cancer. So that was my sister, and then my mom. Um, her mother died. Um, my sister was diagnosed with cancer. She lost many of her family because of hemophilia. She watched many of her brothers die, six of them. Wow. Five. Wow. Yeah, huge, huge grief. Yeah. And she died of lung cancer. Right. Very quickly. Very, very quickly. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Uh, and very often they say that grief is stored in the lungs and in the heart area. So that doesn't surprise me uh, that that happened that way. And the truth is our bodies have to, they're going to, we're all, our bodies are going to fall away at some point or another. And what my prayer is, is that people can use the journey to get to the emotional root cause of what's going on. And ultimately our bodies are going to fall away. I mean, I had someone who, it took her a year, but she had a journey process once a week and she was riddled with cancer and bone cancer, lung cancer, liver cancer. So it was really strong, but it took her a year using the journey method and the me medical field had already given up on it. They said, there's nothing more we can do for you. And so she had nothing to lose by doing the journey process once a week, but it was the most amazing thing. When she got the all clear where they said, okay, it's, Clearly, all it's 100% gone into remission. Three days later, she got hit by a bus and killed. Oh, my gosh. gosh. You know, and so I always know you can't, you can't play God, you know, in, the, in this healing field and in the spiritual field. And sometimes an illness happens as an invitation for someone to learn what their soul is here to learn. And that's what I pray with the journey is people give themselves their wake up calls before it manifests as illness. So that as your dad said, you know, it's happening in the brain. It could not be happening in the body and that we clear our issues before it shows up as illness, you know, but eventually we're all going to die of something, you know, with my mom, her she just stopped breathing. She she died at ninety six years old uh, last March, wow. uh, two thousand seventeen, and um, you know we're all going to die of something. But what the journey really is is an invitation from your soul to to. I think we all came in with a set of issues that we have here to learn a set of life lessons, karmic issues. And I don't believe that we bring the illness on ourselves, but I do believe there is a consciousness attached to every illness and that the, uh, that it's possible to get to the emotional root cause and actually to learn what that illness has to teach you. And 
it's when it becomes like mine was a big wake up call. It was massive. It's like life said to me, you may think you're on this radical healing path. You may think you've learned everything there is to know about complementary medicine. You may live as, you know, organic vegetarian. I was a raw foodist at the time, you know, and, and working out every day and, and meditating every day and, you know, doing process work on yourself every day. But until you learn this particular life set, uh, the life lesson, it's like life threw an anvil at my head and said, wake up. You need to learn this specific thing. And so I learned that with all illnesses, that we need to befriend the illness and find out what it's here to teach us. And when the body has learned that and the lesson doesn't need to be repeated, then the body can go about the processes of healing because we are healing machines. And I do believe that your mom, um, Cindy, that she, she really probably just had unbearable grief and didn't know how to deal with that. I mean, six siblings, her daughter dying, you know, it's just, it's a lot for one person to bear and no one gave any of us a manual. How do you deal with that? And so what we kind of do is we shut down emotionally. And of course, when that shutdown happens, the biochemistry is released into our bloodstream and it does go to certain uh, you know, cell receptors and block them. I mean, you know, when, when um, uh, you remember when 9-11 happened yeah. and there were several thousand people who died in the Twin Towers going down. Well, interestingly enough, the American government kept tabs of the people who were the survivors. And actually a month after that happened, Journey Outreach, 28 of us, including many Australians, we all descended upon New York City and we did journey outreach work with the people who had lost loved ones in the Twin Towers because I absolutely know the science behind how these cell receptors get blocked, that no one gave us a manual and then boom, the biochemistry is released, cell receptors get blocked and then later on it manifests as illness. And sure enough, in 2011, I was reading in the New York Times the results and the people who survived, who lost loved ones, they had off the Richter scale cancer. I mean, completely off the Richter scale. And so I only got to 250 of those several thousand, you know, but what I'm saying is I do feel that, we should give ourselves a wake-up call, use the journey so it doesn't 10 years down the line, like was discovered by the U.S. government, end up manifesting as some illness because we didn't have the tools to deal with it. I just am um, um, blown away by that. <laughs> like, if you're healthy, as you think you're healthy, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Um, how do you know... <laughs> what you're blocking and what that biochemistry is doing. Do you, is it doing the journey, no matter what, whether you're sick or not, you do this journey? Absolutely. To, is that it? Okay. You know, I, um, I get a journey process once a week when I'm on tour. 
I never, ever want to be so arrogant as to think I've got it all handled. Mm. I mean, I'll be a student till the day I, I die. And um, it was interesting. One time I went to India and I came back from India and I started breaking out in, I'd gone to see Punjaji Papaji, who's a master, who's no longer in form, but I went to go see him and I made green smoothies every morning and I put in some green powder, you know, with all good stuff in it. And I came back to America and my face started to break out in these sores from the inside out and my stomach was really gurgling. And uh, I opened this can of green powder, and I, it started to move. And obviously, <laughs> there were... That's just made my skin crawl. <laughs> yes. The parasites were in there, and immediately I took myself... I was in Hawaii, and I took myself immediately to an integrative medical doctor. And he said, well, you've got virulent parasites, obviously. And he's, and I said, can you prescribe, like, give me the strongest herbs that you could to kill these parasites? He said, I don't believe I have anything strong enough. He said, even if I were to prescribe antibiotics for you, I don't think I have anything strong enough. I think you're going to have to go to a tropical clinic in New York City to clear these out. And he's, I said, well, I'm, I'm not going to go to the antibiotic route, but can you at least give me your strongest, strongest herbs for this? And he said, I can't make promises, Brandon. These tropical parasites can be very um, virulent. It could go into your liver and you could spend the next year trying to clear this out. And, uh, he, but he gave me the herbs and I went home and after 24 hours, they really weren't doing anything. And I was getting scared because these sores were open sores on my face. And I thought, well, what have I got to lose? You know, I'll do a, a, a physical journey. And when I got inside the body, the cell memory I uncovered was, <laughs> all I can say was a parasitical consciousness. Prior to going to India, I had been invited to um, Britain and a businessman had healed using the journey. And so he put me on tour to 28 different cancer centers and medical centers giving intros. And then I gave two journey intensives. And we said that after all the expenses were paid, that, um, that we would split what, any profits that were made from the two journey intensives. And that, um, that I would run all my private therapies through uh, uh, his office and they'd pay for it by credit card and and that I would get a speaker's fee of 2,000 pounds for each journey intensive as part of the expenses. But at the end of that three-month tour, when it came time to pay me, he said he'd run out of money and he actually had to pay his employees in his business. And that he couldn't give me anything for having worked for three months in Britain. And he couldn't even give me my 2,000 pound speakers for, fee for each of the events. And, you know, I thought, said, how can that be? People came to the event. They thought that they were praying for Brandon's event. And it, to me, it, it felt like people were living off my life's blood. It was almost like, 
you know, here, come to me and I'll pay for you to come to my seminar, which is how it felt. Well, in my process, I, you know, did a journey with that. And I realized his wife was pregnant with his first child and that I'm a mother. And he was afraid that if he gave me the money, that he needed that for his wife and having a child. And he went into survival mode. And so what had happened is I, I felt like it was like people were living off of me energetically. Do you understand? I had created a hotbed of parasitical consciousness where I was just saying to all parasites, you know what? Come live off of me. Come one, come all. Any parasite here. Now, interestingly enough, um, when I released all of that and came to forgive this, this guy, um, I was aware how come my husband, he was having those green smoothies every day, but he didn't get parasites. And it was because I had this parasitical consciousness that kind of invited them to take up residence instead of being released through the colon as they should be. And so I've, I've learned that. That's fascinating. Even, yeah, that things that come from the outside, they too have a consciousness. You know, I was working in Byron Bay with this little a kid, and he had stage fright. He was, in, uh, he was going to the Steiner School, and he was going to be giving uh, uh, at the Waldorf School there in Byron Bay. In Ewingsdale, he was going to have to do a school play that night. And he, got, he woke up in the morning, laryngitis, snot, coughing, I mean, a full-blown cough. And um, actually, his, his mother ended up doing a journey for kids with him and got to the ro- emotional root cause of what it was causing it all. And by the time it came later to the day, his entire cold went away, his laryngitis went away, and he was able to be on stage and go- do beautiful performance. So even with these things where we supposedly get these bugs outside, Cindy, as your, your chiropractic father says, it starts with being in the brain starts with being in the brain mm. and the emotional impact that our thoughts have on us. Brendan, can I ask you, it might be a little off centre, it might not even make any sense, but do you have a belief, regardless of the journey, regardless of anyone's spiritual connotations or beliefs or feelings, that it's already mapped out anyway? And that's something like the journey gives us a more human um, element and perspective on how to deal with what life is about as opposed to unfolding it. And as beautiful Karen and yourself have said, and allowing the universe to do its work with and for you. What is your belief around, around that? Has the journey become a stepping stone for those of us that aren't um, maybe as evolved, if that's, I don't mean to put people down or my, even myself down for that, but do you understand what I'm saying? I do understand what you're saying. And, um, you know, it's, I do feel in a way that there's certain karmic lessons that each of us have to learn. I mean, we have this happen all the time in Australia after the tumor that I had my house burned down. <laughs> 
And that's, some, that's as you say, mapped out. Uh, you know, I couldn't do anything about that. There was a big, huge wildfire in, in Malibu, California, and it just took my house, and I was financially completely wiped out. And the year after that, my husband fell in love with a woman who was 15 years younger than me. And after a 21-year marriage, I felt he was the great love of my life at that point. He ended up marrying another woman. And each of these life incidences, uh, were they mapped out ahead of time? I don't know. Were they my destiny? I don't know. But I do know that each one of them has been, as you said, very liberating for me. And, and all my concepts and notions about who I am had to fall away. And I have to say, you know, one of the things that I've learned through the journey, besides the fact that the journey happens at the level of the soul, at the level of the infinite intelligence, where you're opening down through the emotional layers inside your body and you end up opening into a vast field of light, into a presence of love, into a peace that you experience as being omnipresent, pervading all of existence. And it's at that deepest level of being, at the level of the soul, that we turn that torch on inside and we actually go on a journey inside the body and really learn what it is our soul was meant to learn from these external karmic, almost destined-seeming things that take place for us. And the journey is known, I would say that at a journey intensive, like we'll be in the Gold Coast and we'll be in Sydney in September. And I would say that 85% of the people that come have no illness of any kind. As a matter of fact, most of the people that come actually have their ducks in a row. You know, they already are on some sort of spiritual path and they want to clear whatever's blocking them emotionally. They want to clear whatever's blocking them physically. They want to open into the enlightened awareness that is their essence and come home. And most people have sensed, since they were kids, that there's more to life than just what you can see. And they've sensed that there's some sort of potential inside, some sort of greatness, some largeness of being that we none of us have been able to get access to. And no amount of yoga or meditation or practices seem to give us a direct living experience or realization of that enlightened awareness. And so people come to the journey after they've tried everything else and it hasn't worked. And they come already with their sleeves rolled up, ready to dive in and truly open into that enlightened awareness, that freedom, that love, that is your essence, that is who you really are, 
and that is who you came in as. And they're ready to do the emotional work to clear so that they can live more authentically, more freely as who they really are. That they can live from the freedom that's here, from the love that's here, instead of a notional spiritual concept of how they should be, they can liberate themselves and start living truthfully, naturally, and authentically from their true selves, as their true selves. So you are right. We have been speaking a lot about the physical aspect, but it's only by way of saying Give yourself your wake-up call now. And that what really the journey is all about is, is a call home. You know, Brandon, you said earlier that we are healing machines. Yeah. And, you know, just to kind of reiterate that, I think, and, 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 I, and I'm probably just saying this more for myself as I wrap my mind around it too, is that we are constantly in... We're constantly being bombarded and life, the way that we've been conditioned to digest it, you know, life is a constant um, bombardment of suffering. And I loved what the Dalai Lama said once. He said, pain happens in the instant and suffering is our desire to hold on to it. Absolutely. Yeah. be more perfectly said. I just, yeah. it's, It's, you know, my house burns down. And then what I do with that either creates suffering or liberation. And what happens with the journey is twofold. It's not only, yes, discovering the, that initial pain, but it's a profound releasing of that and an understanding of it and a complete letting go of it and a forgiveness of it so that the body and the being can heal. And one of the things that happens is pain happens. That's the nature of life. And what we do with that pain is instead of meeting it and opening it with it and allowing it all to be expressed and released, we shut it back down. And then we start inventing a story around it and that story that we invent who's to blame for it and this is i feel this way and we look outside ourselves to to kind of figure out who's to blame for it and then we can tell our stories about why we have the pain over and again and it perpetuates as the dalai lama says the suffering That's the suffering at the conscious level. And at the unconscious level, as your, um, as, as, um, as was said, Cindy's, uh, you know, um, chiropractic father said, you know, it's, it's, it's there before it goes into the body. The, that pain is there, that mind talk is there, and then it translates into a consciousness in the body. So, With the journey, one has the ability to not only release that stored consciousness in the moment, 
but there's no reason then to create a story of suffering which perpetuates at a conscious level that ongoing pain. And it releases it at an unconscious level from your body. So as you just said there, the body is a healing machine. That is my direct living experience is the body is designed to heal. And once you get to the consciousness and you really release it, then when new cells are born, they're born devoid of that old consciousness. So it's healing on all levels of being, really, that the journey is all about. And it's about coming home to the self. Life, we can't change what life is going to do. That when you asked that question, Kim, about, uh, you know, destiny, about, about um, you know, it's all mapped out for us in advance, I don't know if that's true or not, but all I know is stuff happens. And then with the journey, you can release whatever emotional action you had to that and come to a wholesome place inside yourself. So then you can be guided to a way forward that's more grace-guided. That's where you feel that your heart is guiding you in a more truthful manner. Instead of being perpetuating a story of suffering, you're guide, guided by this inside yourself that's already whole, that's already free. And it, it can guide you very elegantly in your life to the right action in the next moment. And that's what the journey allows you to do is open into that love inside, that peace inside, and come to wholeness so that you can live a grace-guided life. Brandon, I would love to ask you a completely different question. Are you ready for it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'd be very afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Has that beautiful voice of yours occurred with age or have you always had the most exquisite voice on the <laughs> Oh, my goodness gracious. So, um... <laughs> I do know that there, the only way I can put it is when I, I am open in this love, it's grace that's speaking through me. And it has happened since the journey. If you listen to recordings of me from earlier times when I was uh, with Tony Robbins and I was teaching the Living Health Seminar for him, to thousands of people, actually something inside the voice sounds like a different timbre or a different quality to it. And so it is true that somehow in coming home to this that is here, that is what I am, I think this that is my soul is what's speaking. And so that's the only truthful way I can respond to such a complimentary thing that you just said. <laughs> we think you're beautiful and I just love oh, hearing your voice and hearing and seeing your work and just knowing the profound effect that it's had on literally thousands and thousands of people. Do you think this was always your calling? Do you think it was always something that you felt deep within your soul that you would be destined to do? Do you know, I do. I do feel that. And I'll tell you, when I was a little girl, I sometimes would look at a tree and I'd know there was this whole life beyond life that 
was making up what that tree really was. And I always had the same vision, but I didn't know what it meant that I would be in front of people on television, whatever, and that there was this blue light coming from my eyes and entering their heart. This was as a very little kid. And they wouldn't think, how great is Brandon? They would think, how great am I? And that they would wake up to the beauty of who they are, the magnificence of who they are, to the, to the divinity of who everyone is. And I always, but I didn't know, what does that mean? Do I become an actress, a television presenter? And somehow life conspired for me to end up in the, this healing field. And ultimately then to end up sitting with masters my whole adult life. But then it was the journey that gave me that direct, step-by-step, practical, town-to-earth method of opening into this divine essence that I sensed in others and sensed in myself my whole life long. I feel like I came in knowing that there's more to life than just what you see and that there is this infinite love stored inside all of us. And I just didn't know that I would have to go through what I went through in order for to break through all the boundaries of the known to open into this infinite mystery of who I am and to find a method that allows everyone to open into that mystery and to discover the truth of who they are. Not because they did a bunch of mantras or because they meditated, because it was inevitable and unavoidable that when they opened down through the layers inside themselves, that they would open into a field of the unknown and eventually into this radiant light, this love that is all of our own essence. And so, something new, but I didn't know the context it would take. And it took life throwing that anvil at my head at the age of 39 for me to really be invited to discover what that calling was. But... I do feel the journey is why I'm breathing, why I'm here on this planet is to be used by grace to serve in both awakening to your infinite self and to healing your life. And I called the original book, The Journey, a practical guide to healing your life and to setting yourself free which pretty much describes what the journey did for me and continues to do as more falls away and more of this that is what I am is revealed. I just... I just... I just... I I want you to marry me. I want to be you. I want you to move in with me and I need you to put me to sleep every night and I just 
How can we have you? We want more of you. Can you tell us how we get more of you? Yeah. Well, first of all, there's a, a website <laughs> called thejourney.com, and there's even an app where you can get meditations for free. <laughs> you can get process work on there, and you can download even a, a copy of the story from the Journey book. You can... And there's journey practitioners uh, all over Australia. What a beautiful uh, journey community you have who have gone through a whole year-long training. And, of course, I'm going to say mm -hmm. that I'm coming in September, and I'm so looking forward to it. And what happens at the journey intensive <laughs> that I'm giving in uh, the Gold Coast and, and also in Sydney is that I will be... Uh, it's a brand new, actually, uh, a brand new version of this three-day immersion in grace where you're just drenched in and soaking in this fire and this love. And from after the first hour, you begin undergoing process work and teachings, and you're, you're really going deep inside yourself and liberating your life on the Friday, the Saturday, and the Sunday. And what's beautiful about it is we're supported by a whole trainer team. And there's usually one trainer there for two, every two couples that are working together. So you have immense embrace of support and from people who have gone through the whole Journey Practitioners program. And it allows you to really roll up your sleeves and dive in and clear whatever's emotionally blocking you in any way, whatever's been holding you back. And even on the first day, we are going through the emotional journey and we're really learning how to open in a direct way into our infinite essence of love, of truth. And it's that deepest level that we turn the torch on. On the second day, we do all the physical work. We even do DNA cleansing, where we're dealing with issues that we came in with that our parents have passed on to us and through our DNA. So we do work with the DNA. We do work with the cells. And on the third day, we're dealing with uh, what I call that the advanced skills day. So you're dealing with sometimes the generational issues that might have been passed on to you. So for instance, I was in Germany and a man ended up going inside of his heart, but the cell memory he uncovered wasn't his own. It was his mother's and she was in the concentration camp. And like my mother, after World War II, she just went stumm. And she didn't talk about it to her children, the horrors that she underwent. And he, when this man did his physical journey, he went inside of his heart and he uncovered that whole cell memory and ended up releasing all of that consciousness that had been passed on to him. And he said, you know, Brandon, my whole life, I feel like I've had a lid over my life because of whatever it was my mother went through that I never knew what that was. And I asked everyone in the room, how many of you feel like you've had a lid over your life, that you can't be crazy and wild and wonderful? And everyone raised their hand. And then I looked at my own life growing up in New York, and I thought, whoa, even I grew up with a lid over my life. 
because of what my mother had been through in, in Vienna, Austria in World War II. And I realized I, I was there in Europe to heal my own life as well as serve others. And so what happens on the third day, we deal with these deeper issues that get passed on to us generationally where they're not even our issues and yet we're carrying them. I think that's what the Bible meant when it said the sins of the father are passed on to the sons, is that literally they are. And so we're learning the deeper ways of releasing generational issues, past life issues, cutting energetic cords, sweeping our DNA clean. And so it's a very powerful immersion in grace. And you leave the journey intensive, feeling washed clean. But my deepest prayer is I say to everybody, Take this into your life. Give the work away. Use it with your children. Use it with your parents, your grandparents. No one is ever too old to be liberated and to heal. And so I really welcome you with all my heart to the journey intensive uh, in both uh, Goldie and in, in Sydney. And we will take such great good care of you. And then my prayer for all of you is you become the torches and you liberate Australia. Okay. So wind 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 in me. <laughs> uh, and I actually looked up the website just to letting everybody know, and I will put this on the show notes, but the Gold Coast is the 21st and 23rd of September. And Sydney is the 28th to the 30th of September. So it's 28th, 29th, three days it is. Um, and the price is unbelievably cheap, reasonable. I don't want to say cheap because that's a horrible thing to say, but it's so reasonable. Affordable. It's affordable. That's the word? That's the yeah. word I wanted. Yeah. I, looked at the, I looked at the price and went, whoa, that is brilliant. So for our listeners, I will make sure we've got a link to this so if you're interested in being blissed out like the three of us are <laughs> <laughs> and i am definitely going i'm already booked in oh, oh, yes. i know and i really want to encourage our listeners come and join me i don't know if, if you know if you girls are going to go kim and cindy i don't know what your diaries are like but come and join me Put, send a message through our Facebook page. Let me know if you're coming and then we can all go down together because I think that there would be some really um, powerful work that can get done if we're all doing it together. And all of the Up For A Chatters, I know that you guys would be feeling very um, drawn in by this work and by this message. So come, we'll go together, we'll meet up together and, um, you know, we can share this experience as a, as a family. Oh, it's beautiful to do. Mm. Wonderful that you're weekend that way. (laughs) And and because you've been on our show, you have won a very important, incredible gift, and that is to have dinner with us. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. Amazing. (laughs) Well, thank you. I look forward to that. Will Will this be in Goldie or Sydney? Oh look, no, we're coming to New York. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, we're coming to New York, right. <laughs> oh, we would love it. Honestly, it's a, it's a pleasure to, what a treat. What an absolute coup to have you on our show. What a, oh. what a gift you are. Thank you for the work that you do. And, and on behalf you. of my family, you've had a profound effect. Wow, when my beautiful sister-in-law 
um, sadly was, you know, took her life. And, and I just want you to know that your work has supported us wholeheartedly. So thank you for that, Brendan. Wow. Well, I so look forward and I'm also very deeply grateful that there are those uh, from your chat up together group that are listening to this. And I pray, I pray for all of them that it will be a call home to themselves, mm-hmm. to the truth within all of them, that they don't wait for a wake-up call to come, that begin your journey now. And, and I pray to see everyone uh, either in the Gold Coast or in Sydney. And I'm really, really looking forward to it. We have such a beautiful uh, journey community there that we'll be supported by. And, yes, I'm taking you up on your offer to dinner. amazing amazing well thank you brandon for a spectacular show today and um just so that you know we have 2.5 million listeners that tune in to the show so i do hope that everybody comes to the journey (laughs) 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 literally because they'll have to come to the (laughs) other journeys but I do pray, I assume if it's 2.5 uh, listeners that listen, that they are in other countries as well. Yes. yes. Or is it all? Yes. No, no, no. In, in, uh, just uh, Australia. No, majority of our listeners are in Australia, but we do have people in Switzerland and Russia and South Africa and obviously the United States who are listening in. So New Zealand. Ah. Yes, and New Zealand, of course. All oh, right. I'll be going to um, actually Auckland next uh, January and I'll be in Melbourne next January and I'm going to go down to Ballina. Um, it's not actually Ballina. It's between, it's closer to Lennox um, so that people could have the journey right there on the ocean, the place that we're staying is an ocean place. So they can make it, because it's during January, I wanted people to feel that they could go on holiday in Byron Bay and and then, you know, have a healing weekend there in uh, in January. And, um, and so uh, I'll be there as well, as well giving some more advanced level retreats while I'm there. So, um, and then if you had one last, just because just I just want to hear your voice one last time. <laughs> Could you, you give us a little farewell message from your heart to all of us? Just, just, just take us away. Okay. okay. What I would say to everyone listening is that you are already free, that your soul is whole, and that all that the journey can do is strip away this that you are not to open you into the truth of your own magnificence. Freedom is your nature. Oh. I think we've gone. We there we go. We completely <laughs> out. I'm so glad it's evening here. Yeah. What a wonderful way to finish the day. Oh, definitely. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your thoughts, the journey process, and, and what our listeners can um you know, the possibility that this opens up for those who can hear their names being called from today's podcast because this is one thing you'll know if you're ready. You know, you, you'll, you'll know and, and explore it, everybody. Jump onto the website, explore the journey, get the book, do some work, download the app. I've just downloaded the app. It's called The Journey Method. 
So go to the App Store or Google Play and go and get those um, downloaded for yourselves. Brandon, thank you so much for being a part of today's show. It's been an absolute honour and a treat to share you with all of our listeners and we can't wait to see you live and in action back here in Australia. So thank you for making Australia part of your hometown. It's really great. Thank you with all my heart and a heartfelt namaste to everyone and deep, deep gratitude is here. Beautiful. So for all of our listeners, please head on over to Brandon's website and get yourself booked into the journey. Send a private message through the Facebook group or through our Facebook page at allthews.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. Pop a note there that you're going to be coming to the journey. I will personally pay attention to those messages and then we can organize to meet up there so we can attend this together as a group. I'd be really, really excited to do that. So, um, Go to our Facebook page at allthews.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat or allthews.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. And thank you to all of our listeners for being part of tonight's show or today's show. Uh, make sure that you follow Brandon, check it all out, and we're going to see you right here, same time, same station next week on Up for a Chat where you get to become part of the ripple effect that is absolutely changing the world. We're going to see you on the ride. Bye for now, everybody. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.